getting in there and getting in on the bottom and kind of working my way up, it's really helped me evolve. I think now the, the, the company and the guys that I have, they all know where I came from. They all know that I've, I've been at the bottom of the totem pole. I've sanded bottoms. I've, I went into fiberglass then and carpentry and plumbing. And so I'd never put any of the guys in a position that I wouldn't put myself in. That helps me now as a, as a leader. Good morning, Voting Insider. I am really excited to start my day with Tom McGowan of EYS Engineered Yacht Solutions and talk about all the things that they've got going on. It's straight up just really, really cool stuff. I was introduced to Tom from Captain Kelly Gordon, and I think the email message said, oh my gosh, you two have to chat here and just introduced us. And we jumped right into the conversation from backgrounds to work ethic to missions and so we're here to let Tom tell us everything about him, how he got started in this business, what he's doing, and some of the really cool projects that they're a part of. So tune in. Good awesome. morning. Well, thank you so much for an awesome introduction. And yeah, Captain Kelly is a, a friend of mine and a great customer. We've been working with her for a few years and uh, done a lot of cool projects with her and watching her grow and watching her evolve in the social media area and as a captain and as a leader on her, on her yacht, it's been really cool to watch and we're excited to continue that relationship with her and be a part of it. Yeah, she's, I mean, she's going places, so we want to go with her. She is. She's going places just from her own mission and passion. And um, you're going to be with her in Monaco yeah. in a couple of weeks. Right? Yeah, yeah. so we're sponsoring one of her events that she started last year, the Mental Health uh, Crew Mental Health Awareness event. And she did it last year at a, at a uh, Palm Beach boat show, and she's doing it again this year in, in Monaco and I think Fort Lauderdale as well. So we're really... Uh, Happy to be a part of that, proud of that mission. It's super important. Um, it happens too often when crew members are kind of left left uh, all by themselves, uh, you know, and, and, and bad things happen. So um, we're, we want to push that mission and, and help her. I think it's an incredible mission. Um, there's more that we could definitely talk about there. We're, I was talking with Norma Therese yesterday, and she was talking about people don't understand how hard it is to work in this industry, especially being a yachty. Yep. And she said there is a dehumanizing aspect to it that needs attention and support. Yeah. And I think all of this is just rolling out as a part of people like Captain Kelly that are, you know, stepping up and, and putting a microphone to it. So yeah. really cool. Well, let's back up. Let's back up. Yeah. So that's what you're doing right now in support of um, somebody that's a pioneer in this area. But how did you get here? When did you get here? And tell us that story. So I moved to America when I was 17. I came from Ireland. I finished high school in June. And in, uh, on September 1st, 1999, I moved from uh, Ireland to America and settled in Florida. My, my cousin was here and he owned an Irish bar. He was the founder of uh, Dicey Riley's Irish Pub in downtown Fort Lauderdale. So, uh, you know, obviously I got a gig there and started to, to work the bar. And uh, my two sisters were here at the time. And, and then my parents moved over also. So Basically, we, you know, around that time, we had the whole family here, my whole immediate family. And so it was, it was an awesome transition. Uh, it was tough. I was 17 and I was, you know, figuring myself out and making some good decisions and some bad decisions, but, but having fun while doing it, working downtown Fort Lauderdale back in 1999 and 2000. Uh, but soon realized that I couldn't continue to just work in a bar and, and work nights and, and drink too much and, and do all that stuff. So I had a friend, an Irish friend, actually, who worked in Lauderdale Marine Center painting boats. And uh, I told him I needed a day job and I needed to get out of the bars. And so I got a job working um, for a company in Lauderdale Marine Center, sanding bottoms and, and painting bottoms of boats and uh, started at eight bucks an hour and kind of just 
dove into it. And, and a little bit of a financial transition from yeah, bartending. <laughs> sure, I was making really good money um, uh, working in the bars and having lots of fun, but, yeah. but I knew that it wasn't sustainable. Um, so I needed a day job and, and figured I'd, I'd go work with my friend over, over working on boats and never worked on boats before, never had any real experience with yachts or, or any kind of boats. Um, and like I said, I just started to, to, to paint bottoms and kind of work out from there. That's hard work. It is. It's, yeah. you know, the, the heat and the, and the, you know, the, 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 the chemical that's in the anti-felon paints, you know, back 20, 20 plus years ago, some of the PPE wasn't as advanced as it is now or, um, you know, necessary in, in our, in our minds and, and it wasn't provided by companies. And so, yeah, you were sanding bottoms of boats without masks or without suits on and, and just kind of getting that stuff in your skin and breathing it in. Oh, and yeah. so, yeah, it was, a. Uh, it was an interesting time and I learned a lot, but it was, it was the right time for me to enter the industry and uh, getting in there and getting in on the bottom and kind of working my way up. It's really helped me evolve mentally and, and as a leader. And, and I think now the, the, the company and the guys that I have, they, they, they don't ever see me doing that now, but they all know where I came from. They all know that I've, I've been at the bottom of the totem pole. I've sanded bottoms. I've, I went into fiberglass then and carpentry and plumbing. And so, I've gone through a wide array of, of different uh, trades within the industry. And uh, so, so that's helped me understand where, where they're at mm -hmm. on a daily basis. And, and, you know, I'd never put any of the guys in a position that I wouldn't put myself into, you know, a few years ago. So um, that helps me now as a, as a leader um, of men and women in the industry. That's fantastic. Yeah. So you started out painting boats, $8 an hour. And then didn't you go north for a little bit after that? Yeah, so... Um, I'm married to a wonderful uh, uh, wife. My, uh, her name is Maureen. Uh, she's Colombian and we've got four children. And we moved to Jacksonville, Florida back in 2006 or seven. Um, just, you know, we, we wanted to buy our first home. We couldn't really afford anything down here in South Florida. Uh, we wanted to, we, we thought we wanted to raise our kids outside of South Florida. So we went to Jacksonville, um, uh, South Jacksonville, a little town called Mandarin, awesome little place. And I was working for Lures uh, Shipbuilding, which is a, a, a sport fishing company. They, mm -hmm. they build like uh, trawler boats and sport fishing boats. And so I was working there for about a year and a half. And then, and then the recession hit in 08, 09. Mm -hmm. And as a small boat builder, uh, they were having a real hard time and struggling. And so I came to Fort Lauderdale and, and uh, started working for a company um, down here and, and started to run uh, crews at that time. Um, okay. So, so then a couple of months later, the kids finished school and my wife moved back down. She was up there for a couple of months by herself. And uh, I got a good position down here working for a company back inside Florida Del Marine Center. And that's when I really started to manage guys, supervise teams, um, and just build myself up as, as, as a leader mm. uh, and manager. And that was probably 08, 09. And since then, I've just kind of continued to evolve that process. Um, uh, gain the trust of, of the guys and gals that work for me and, and just build great teams and, and build respect amongst, amongst my peers. And that's what's really helped me as well. It's, uh, you know, a lot of people trust me and, and trust the process. And so that puts a lot of responsibility on you, but it's a good responsibility if treated in the, in the right way. So, um, I love it. I love the, the pressure of it all. Um, and yeah, every day is an awesome challenge to, to continue to grow this thing, build it. That's hard work also, right? So, I mean, the hard work of getting under the belly of the beast and being on the hot sun and doing that manual labor, yeah. but then and being a leader is not, I mean, that's hard work and that takes continual awareness of how are you showing up? How are you being present for your team, for your employees, for the network? 
in the, in the marine industry. So, I mean, that's something I feel like our first conversation stood out very much to me is that is a big part of what you're here to do wow. and um, just building the company. So when did EYS come about? How did that come about? So March, February, March, 2015, okay. I, got, I got fired from uh, the company I was oh. working for at the time. Yeah. And uh, quickly started up uh, Engineered Yacht Solutions, got ourselves a, a 10 by 10 office inside Lauderdale Marine Center and a small shop on Ravenswood Road. I have a partner, his name is Axel King, uh, and the both of us worked together for probably four or five years before uh, we started EYS. And uh, in 2015, we both started Engineered Yacht Solutions. Um, How many people in the company? Just the two of us okay. for, for about six weeks. And then, and then um, uh, a guy named Christian Acebo, who still works with us, um, who I had hired at the previous company, called and said, hey, Tom, I want to come work for you. I trust in you. I believe in you. And, and I want to come work for you. And so Christian had a... Two kids at a time. His wife was pregnant with his daughter Emma, and uh, and and then she was born. I think that summer. And I remember being at, at her uh, first birthday party. Um, so Christian came over, and Christian is still with us. Um, we call him Numero Uno because uh, he's he's from Ecuador, but he was our number one employee. And he's wow. Yeah, 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 really cool. A lot of love for that guy for sure. That's um, So he came over, and then we kind of just built it up from there for a couple of years. We were eight to ten to twelve, kind of in that range. Maybe five years ago, um, after maybe three years in business, we started to think we were hot shit and, and ready for whatever. And, and we hired a lot of people and Axel and, and I tried to manage it and we kind of shit the bed. And uh, we hired too many people too fast. We took mm. on too much work. And the product going out wasn't as good as it should have been. The quality wasn't as good as it should have been. And so um, we started to get, you know, warranty issues. And, and for maybe six months or eight months after that, we were kind of chasing our tail and fixing things and, so we had to scale it back from maybe 30 people back down to, you know, 16 or 18. Ooh, and, that's and a hard then, lesson. Yeah, it was a hard lesson. It was definitely a, a punch in the gut. Um, but it made me realize that, you know, we can build this thing, but we can't do it by ourselves and we need real help. And so uh, it was around that time that we just, um, three three really important hires, uh, a guy named Brian Sheridan, uh, a guy named Calvin Burble, and a, and a lady named Alison Cahoon, who all still work with us. Um, uh, they all had different kinds of, of industry uh, history and experience and hiring them three within the same three or four month period really allowed us to structurally set the company up for growth because they could manage uh, multiples of people and do, do different things themselves. And through them, we were able to then start to build up again and, mm -hmm. and just build teams underneath them and, and structure, you know, uh, leaders and, and, and management in, in and around them. Mm -hmm. And that's really what, what allowed us to, to take the next leap. And so since, since maybe five years ago, we've been steadily growing. Um, you know, now we're at, I think, I think we're right around 100 people um, between three locations. Um, when, when them three came on, I think we were at probably 25 or 30 when, when I hired wow. the three of them. And since then, yeah, we've, we've at least tripled and, and, you know, tripled our number of locations, tripled the number of people. And uh, they've really just, they've been a big part of, of the company's Solid growth. structure yeah. within yeah. the company. So three locations, and how did those evolve? Did you just open one, the third one? So we have three locations. We, uh, we're, we're headquartered and based in Lauderdale Marine Center. And uh, we, we, we knew a few years ago that this industry is seasonal oftentimes, mm -hmm. and 
we would we would build up a big crew and have 50 people or 60 people and then hit a slow patch and and you know not have a lot of work for a month and then we we hate the hiring and firing thing that a lot of companies do and so we we'd maintain our crew and we'd pay our crew um but we depleted our savings and and so we did that a couple of times and realized okay we got to we got to figure out how to not have that happen anymore um so we decided we need to open more locations so that we could have other options in other marinas in case we slowed down here we could shift the crew around and so we opened up in uh Palm Beach in in uh Rybovich. and shortly thereafter we started to do work in Savannah and and we opened up a shop in Savannah Yacht Center um so so our idea was to to not be hold into one location or for one landlord and and so that was a good idea but then over the last couple of years Safe Harbor has decided to buy up the three locations where where we're based and so now we do have the one tenant but our one landlord um but it's a really great relationship and and we're actually really lucky to have them and and their their team um they're going to help us uh take our company to the next level and we're going to mm-hmm. support them and help them in in their multiple locations so um Savannah Yacht Center was bought out by Safe Harbor um earlier this year and so we're a big part of of what's going to be a great expansion up there in Savannah. Wow, uh, it sounds like it. Yeah, there's been a current partnership with uh, Fedship. They've rented permanent dock space in Savannah Yacht Center, so now we have an opportunity to work with with, you know, Fedship who in in my opinion is is the greatest yacht builder of all time and and you know, the big dog and so having meetings with them, having an opportunity to work on their boats and learn from them, it's it's a it's a it's an honor and uh you know, we're excited for for the future. We got a chance to be in the Fedship office yesterday. Ted opened up the doors, right. which is kind of nice. We had the, yeah. the sparkly wall behind us yeah. with all the name of the boats. It was pretty impressive. Yes, it is impressive. And uh, yeah, it's kind of mind-boggling to, to think of where we were and, and where we're going and who, to, who we're in the room. really with. is. But, uh, it's impressive. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an awesome feeling. Um, Imagine if you had full control of your boat, you felt safer, eliminated the unknown, and you were able to forecast and plan for your boat's upcoming maintenance instead of being caught off guard. Can you imagine knowing exactly what is installed on your boat down to the part and serial number on all of your standard and custom equipment at a moment's notice? Having instant access to your manuals while at dock or at sea and provide custom departure checklists specifically for your boat and your crew and being able to ensure the value and the pedigree of your boat with digital logs recording the full history of every event on your boat. Well, you can with Vessel Vanguard. We are the leading maintenance and safety management software in the marine industry. We work with a wide range of marine industry experts, including yacht owners, captains, ferry and tugboat operators. If you're looking to safeguard your assets and preserve your revenue, visit VesselVanguard.com and schedule a demonstration for yourself. The link can be found in the show notes below. We look forward to supporting you and your vessel soon. So, I want to I want to tap into your leadership and and what are some of your core principles. But before we get there, what do you do? Huh. To to somebody coming in from the outside, <laughs> like what is it that you do at EYS? So engineered yacht solutions uh, are two core our two core uh, um, industries that we work in are metal fabrication and welding and plumbing and pipe fitting, and so. Most of our guys are split 50-50 on metal fabrication, welding, and plumbing and pipe fitting and, and, and that. And then we do a lot of, uh, we've got a great crew that do heavy lifting and rigging. So oftentimes we'll, we'll build steel frames and pick up engines for, for engine repair companies or move just heavy pieces of equipment, shore power converters or whatever it might be. Um, 
but that's that's our main our main focus is the plumbing pipe fitting and the welding and, and fabrication um so you know we've had an opportunity to build some some awesome things and some parts for some really creative owners and um that's fun and and that gets a lot of spotlight but uh, oftentimes in the background is is the plumbing and the pipe fitting which is less um social media glamorous glamorous yeah <laughs> and it's harder to capture like the awesomeness of that but we've got a really great crew in Fort Lauderdale there's probably 30 plus people that work in plumbing and pipe fitting uh, on a daily basis uh, Savannah there's or uh, Savannah there's 12 or 13 plumbers and and in Palm Beach there's just probably 10 so they're you know maybe the backbone of, of everything that we do and and oftentimes yeah. before we weld we have to send the plumbers in to remove interferences and and pumps and pipes and then when the welders are finished they got to go back in and reinstall it so it's really a, a team effort oftentimes between multiple managers and multiple lead people within both of those shops so creative owners what are some of the more creative projects that you've been able to chime in on um so well, I guess the, the one that really stands out is is the owner who owns uh, Gene Machine and Gene Chaser. So Gene Machine is, is a 180-foot yacht, I think, and Gene Chaser is a, is a is a dominant support vessel which sits next to the yacht and, and where he's built a, a science lab within within the yacht. And, and you know, he kind of... Uh, uh, this all kind of came about during COVID. He bought this support vessel... Um, he created or, or developed one of the uh, the COVID testers and and was was building that and testing that and developing that on his on his yacht, you know, somewhere in the world. Um, wow! So he came to us and he wanted to extend um, the upper deck right behind the uh, right behind the wheelhouse. So we built a whole separate room from aluminum, um, uh, and then on top of that, as we're building this thing, he he wanted. He visited the vessel and said, "Hey, I want to. I want something on top too." So we built we built it structurally so that he could have a sun pad on top and awning posts and a whole other lounging area. And that was probably a year and a half ago. And then earlier this year, he came back to us and said, "Hey guys, I got another crazy idea, and I'd like to build a helicopter slash airplane pad on the back of of the Domin." So we said, "Hell yeah, let's do it." And then he told <laughs> us we had eight weeks, and we said, "Oh shit, what did we just agree to?" Um, but we got Maureen Associates who had worked on the boat previously and, and, and we work really well with. They're a, an awesome um, marine naval architectural firm uh, that's, that's based locally here in Fort Lauderdale and they've got a really great engineering staff and, and naval architecture staff. And so they really kind of got behind this thing quick and worked with the captain to, to help design this thing and then tell us, you know, how how what parts to build with. So I want this done in eight weeks from concept. I mean, we haven't even, there's no draw-ups, there's no, wow. So typically it would probably take eight weeks to do the engineering design on on something like this. So we had to do it in in good faith and in stages. And basically we started to build the thing before they had the whole concept uh, fully thought out. But we knew knew what the parameters were going to be of it. And then they continued to develop the, the inner workings of this thing as we were building it. So it's it's a three-part helicopter pad that sits atop two containers, two 20-foot containers on the back of the Dahlman support vessel. And so, and then the, the kicker to all this was the vessel had had to leave after like four weeks. And so they went to San Diego. So we built the thing uh, in Fort Lauderdale, dry fit it the best we could, uh, kind of mirrored up what the containers would look like on the back of the yacht. We, we in our shop, we 
we put the containers where we thought they needed to be and fit this thing whole, uh, this whole thing in place and then put it on a truck and send it to San Diego. And it fit, you know, luckily enough, it fit first time. And so um, that was a really... <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, we were all doing that. We, wow. we were all doing that for a little while. Um, but that was an awesome experience. That owner is... is um, one of a kind and, and, you know, he had this idea and, and he's, it's really cool to work with, with a, an owner and, and a crew like that, where they understand we're giving you this impossible task and we're not exactly sure what the hell this is going to look like in the end, but we know we can do it. And here's a pile of money and get built. We trust you. Yes. And so having that trust and having the belief and then having a team to really work around the clock and build this thing, it was, it was an experience. Um, I'm sure you have some video photos. Yeah, there's some really great stuff online about it. Um, and, and it was a team effort. We, the vessel was located in, um, in, not in the yard we built it in. We actually built this thing in Bradford because Lauderdale Marine Center didn't have any space. It was, it was during a busy time of year. And so we, we needed, you know, 100 feet by 100 feet yeah. of, of groundwork to build this thing. And so... We ended up uh, working at Bradford to build this uh, to build this thing, and, and Bradford is awesome, and it was it's a great location, and we do quite a bit of work over there with them guys too, and and they kind of opened the door and let us work around the clock to to build this thing, and you know without them and their ability to just kind of let us be cowboys and and build this thing, it probably wouldn't have happened. So um, I love that. Yeah. We'll definitely have to cut to some of those photos and showcase that. You know my aviation history, so you, you just paint two sides of my brain of yeah. excitement. I'm like, I love the creative side. I love the cowboy reference of we're going to grip it and rip it and figure this out. Yeah, and, and it had to be built. It's it's a helicopter pattern, so we didn't know this in the beginning. But, you know, for a helicopter to, to land on this thing, it's got to be built structurally um, in a way that that's capable of taking that that force. And so... yeah. Um, and it's also a, an airplane uh, storage I was say, area. So, so okay, so it's not airplane. You, it's prepared to handle an airplane landing. Yeah, what kind well, of Well, not a landing. So it's 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 a water airplane. Yes. What, what, okay. What a seaplane. The seaplane would land and and come up next to the vessel, and then there's a huge crane on the boat that would pick the Grab picks the, the plane up and puts it on on that the pad. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So now they've got. Under the two containers, they've got a covered workspace with electric and lights in the bottom of the pad. And then on the top, there's railings and awning posts. And now they've got, you know, a whole sun pad, uh, lounge, party area uh, when the airplane or helicopter is not in place. That's incredible. Yeah. Very, very cool. Yeah. Well done. Yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> so we'll jump back to some of your leadership because one of the things you said, and you actually said it with... Um, Christian that came, was it Christian that said it? Yep, yep. Yeah, that said, I want to come work for you. So a, a theme in this industry, multiple industries, is that we're losing a lot of life experience. We're losing some of the legacy players and there's a shortage of people. And you don't have that right now, right? You're growing, you have 100 plus employees and you said repeatedly people will come and say, I want to work for you. So yeah. What are some of the key things around there that you think have contributed to that? And like, where, where are you at in your four? So I think for me personally, it's being accountable to, to everybody around me and understanding that, you know, this is not just me. This is a hundred other people, a hundred other families uh, that rely on, on me and my leadership on a daily basis to secure their, my future and their future and create a, a place to go to work. And, and I think being accountable to people is, is, Something that not every every leader does, or or when you get to a certain level of of uh, what might you know you might think is successful, 
you know, you think you don't have to be accountable to anybody and you think that your shit don't stink and you can kind of do whatever you want. But in reality, um, keeping your ego in check, being humble and being accountable to, to your people um, is something that I kind of work on on a daily basis to make sure that I keep myself in check. You know, I have a wonderful wife at home and four children and that that helps me, that grounds me. Um, we live out in Western Broward County. We're not, we're not glitzy, we're, we're, uh, we're, we're pretty basic. And, and I try to bring that same core um, belief to work. Um, you gotta show up first every day, which, which I do most days. Um, I stay as late as I can, which is not always as late as everybody anymore, but um, I work probably 12 hours every day um, uh, and I'm there more than, than most people. And so just being there, for everybody, having everybody see that, know that, you know, I'm putting in the work so that I can continue to build this thing for you guys, with you guys, so that we can build this thing together. And when they see that and they buy into that, then it's kind of an unstoppable force, you know, um, yeah. when you get the team behind you, um, it's, it's a beautiful thing. And so, um, you know, I don't know. I'm not a super educated person. I don't know what, what the best qualities are or what it really takes. And there's a lot of people that are way more successful than me, but I just have a good work ethic. I'm humble. I don't have a big ego and I work every day. And, and you care uh, about your people. Yes. Yeah. One of the things you said when we were chatting on the phone was this was a forever thing. Yeah. This isn't a flash in the pan. Right. I want to be a quick success and sell it and make the money. This is a legacy for you. Right. But you also said that you wanted to be a place where professionals can come and make their careers, that they can expand their careers, which yeah. is, well, you care about these people. Yeah. They're, they're an extended part of your family, it sounds like. They really are. We do, we do a lot for the culture of our company to build up our employees, whether it's helping people with car loans or house loans or credit or credit repair. Just being there for them to help them through um, the daily grind of life, life in general, you know, it's yeah. not easy. It's definitely not easy these days. The cost of living is, is through the roof. Uh, South Florida is an expensive place to live. And so, you know, we try and pay at or above um, industry standard for our guys. We do a lot of bonuses. We do Christmas bonuses. We do uh, July 4th bonuses. Uh, we do job uh, bonuses throughout the year. We do a uh, 401k match plus. Um, there's benefits. It's incredible. Um, yeah, we do a lot of that stuff on the background. And we've done benefits for, for the employees since before we were one year in business. We, we knew that, you know, that's something we needed to do um, for retention of, of good mm -hmm. people. You got to provide good benefits and, and a good place to work. And um, it's not all about the dollar and, and it's, it's more about, you know, what else is there? You know, the 401k is a big deal and, and really educating our, our people on that over the last couple of years. Has been and why awesome. it's a big deal, why it's important. Yeah, the insurance, you know, we've, we've had guys who play sports, who tore ACL, who couldn't work for a couple of months, but they had the short-term benefits. So they got paid 75% of, of what they would have typically got paid. And then we helped to cover the rest. And so. You know, just stuff like that. Just doing that for for. It's incredible. Yeah, I'm not My just guess it relates to your customers. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, um, the most important part of what we do is is our employees. But but the second most important part is is our customer mm -hmm. service and treating our customers yes. right. And so, if the employees are not happy, then it's going to show to the customer, and and 100%. ultimately the customers is is everything. And and um, if our guys are happy and and. Uh, feel good coming to work and, and are proud of what they do. And then it shows to the customer and having customers call and request, you know, specific employees, which happens quite often, um, is an awesome feeling. And, and, 
you know, this is, that lets me know that like, this is awesome. We're building a great thing. This isn't just about me and it's not just my face. This is our company as a whole. And when I've got uh, customers calling for specific employees that did a good job on their boat six months ago or two years ago, it's, it's, it's an awesome feeling. That is a great you know? feeling. Yeah. Very, very cool. All right. So there's the expansion of the new shop. So what is that? Tell me a little bit more. Right. So, um, we're growing uh, uh, a lot in Savannah. We're growing a lot in Palm Beach, but we're also growing a lot in our headquarters in, in Lauderdale Del Marine Center and, and South Florida in general. And so we, we need more space. And so I've been, you know, knocking on the LMC door for, for quite a while to, to get more shop space. And, and there's a long list of, of people who want to be there and, and, and work in there and, and for good reason. And so we kind of got creative uh, six months ago with, with the leadership at Lauderdale Marine Center, and we found a space out in the yard, kind of a forgotten area in the back corner, and we thought it'd be a great spot for us to build a new shop. So we made a drawing, and, and we proposed it to, to management, and they agreed to it. And so uh, basically we're building a container shop where we've got four 40-foot containers, two on one on top of the other, and then we've got a huge uh, big top tent uh, connecting them. Uh, we've got multiple offices inside and, and workspace. So we've created a whole new, um, you know, 2,000 square foot workspace for our, for our guys within Lauderdale Marine Center. So um, that should be completed within the next couple of weeks. And then we're going to move our whole fabrication team out there. And then it's going to allow us to expand our uh, machinery and equipment uh, uh, within Lauderdale Marine Center. So we're going to have a, 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 some proper metalworking equipment that we've 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 got some offsite, but we're going to make it easier. We're going to bring it all in house. That's incredible. You know, break press, shears, a bigger mill, bigger lathe, that kind of stuff. So we're 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 expanding within LMC and and good uh, for you. Yeah. Is there going to be a ribbon cutting, a party yeah, celebration? We're, we're definitely going to do a, a, a fancy schmancy uh, cocktail hour, uh, grand opening or grand reopening of of, of the new shop and, and the old shop. So you said that was when? Um, probably. <laughs> well, yeah, I'll, you'll know. <laughs> Mid October, probably at this stage, right before the boat show, I think. Once we get everybody in town and we have all the right people oh, here, and, uh, yeah, right before boat show. So we'll make a big splash. That's fantastic. We like to throw a party. We're pretty good at parties. Um, you know, I've been, uh, I started the social, the, the social media stuff a few years ago and, and knew it was important, but I'm not really great at it. Um, so a couple of years ago, my daughter graduated from UF and was going in a different direction and, and wasn't coming to the industry. And then, you know, for whatever reason, decided that she wanted to come work, work with EYS and, and get into the industry. And since then, um, uh, since since Eric came on board a couple of years ago, it's really allowed us to to grow our social presence online um, and our event our event presence and and whatnot. And so, and then earlier this year, uh, January 9th of, of this year, we hired Travis, um, who works alongside Era. So now we've got a real uh, a real marketing team with two really competent people that that have kind of taken over from me and just ran with it and made it better than I ever could have. Um, and it's only just getting started. It shows yeah. your social media is impressive and it has an edge to it, right. has a vibe to it. You want to watch it. I mean, so they're doing a great job and it stands yeah, out for sure. It is. And the next couple of years with that's going to be super fun. Eric just had a baby eight weeks ago. So she's been out on maternity leave and Travis has been kicking butt by himself. Uh, but she'll be back uh, in the next month or so, and then we've got some great ideas. And, and between the two of them, they're just going to take it to the next level. So, That's fantastic. A lot of followers, a lot of new content, a lot of great events to come. Yeah. So hard work. So work hard, play hard. Mm -hmm. 
And I mean, yes, you've absolutely. had 2015, 2023, right? So we're at eight years and just hard charging and growing yeah. and doesn't look like it's stopping anytime soon. No, it better not. Um, <laughs> keep it simple, stupid. That's my favorite acronym. And I say that to myself every day. It's like, don't, don't complicate things. Don't, don't, um, don't do the wrong thing. Just be honest. And when you mess up or when we make a mistake, put your hand up and fix it really quickly. Fail fast. And, uh, yeah, fail fast. And, and we've gained the most loyal customers from failing fast and doing the right thing to, to get them back up and running. And so um, we preach that, you know, we want a, a twice a year customer for the next 20 years, twice a year for 20 years. That's, that's what we preach when we have our team meetings. And that's really important to us. And um, I think that's lacking within the industry sometimes is, is the real care for the customer and, and, you know, people will hate on maybe all oh, the wealthy owner, but, but, you know, this industry is an amazing industry and it's given my family, you know, and many, many other families, um, uh, the opportunity to, to reach for greatness and be around, um, amazing boats built by amazing craftsmen from all around the world. It's, it's a hell of an opportunity and, and not just in South Florida, but, but all over the world. Um, so yeah, we're, we're working hard on the daily to make sure that, that the owner, the captain, the vessel as a whole is just treated right. And, and, you know, we put our best into it. If we mess up, we'll fix it. But, you know, that's, you know, not very often, but when it happens, it happens. Um, and just doing the right thing for people. Doing the right you thing. Know? Yeah. We're, we don't try and complicate things. I'm not smart enough to complicate things and, and keep track of all that. So we just got to keep it simple, stupid, like <laughs> do the right thing, be honest about it and, and push on. So with the growth of obviously the, the new or the expansion to the new facility at LMC, um, I'm assuming you're still growing and you're hiring additional members to the team. Yes, it's, it's pretty much nonstop. And our social media um, is a big part of that. We actually just hired somebody in our, in our office who, during the interview said, I've been watching you guys online for more than a year and I've been wanting to come here. I've been wanting to get this opportunity because the culture within the company seems, seems so awesome. And that was like, it blew me away because you, you put a lot into the social media and you often don't know if it's paying off. And mm-hmm. it's kind of a, it's kind of a roll to dice sometimes. But when you hear things like that, it's like, holy shit, it's working. What we're doing is the right thing and we got to keep on pushing. So. Yeah, with the growth, we've we've got a lot of people. We've maintained a lot of people over the last few years, but we are constantly looking for more. Um, I think in Savannah, we're going to need to triple our, our uh, uh, employee base up there in the next six, twelve months. Um, we're, we're, you know, we could add, you know, in, in South Florida, uh, many more pieces. So yeah, we're always looking for for the next person, the next leader to come in, the, the next awesome welder, the next amazing plumber. Uh, we've, we've got some of our best people have come from home plumbing. You know, they've come in and, and uh, they've just kind of taken the bull by the horns uh, within the shop. And so you don't have to be, you know, marine industry um, experience. You could be a house plumber. You could be a, a stick welder working, you know, structural buildings. Um, really, when we hire, it's about what's in here, uh, not always the technical ability because we can teach that. Uh, we can't teach... You can't teach somebody to be a good person and make great decisions, but we can teach somebody how to be an awesome welder or an awesome plumber. And so really when we hire, it's, it's more based on, on the person as, as the individual as a person and not the individual as a skill set. So, um, but yeah, always, always looking, always wanting to hire, uh, you know, more people. We we're constantly growing. Fantastic. Where would somebody go to apply or look for an open position? So they could go on our website. There's a link on there for um, uh, how to apply for a job, or you could send us a message on 
Facebook or Instagram. You know, we're constantly looking at that stuff and monitoring it. So we'll see it. Oh, <laughs> we my goodness. Anything else? Good. All right. I think that's a wrap. Awesome. Fantastic. Thank you so much. That was awesome. <laughs>